0: Okay, here goes nothing. This is, um, Kimberly Cade, my first podcast. Um, got in some feedback and someone, you know, I'm bored, stuck with quarantine or quarantine or however, what have you, however you say it. And a friend of mine, Jason from Real Estate School said, you should start a podcast. I don't know what to talk about, um... But I guess, you know, let's start with the real deal here is we are all so dang bored stuck inside our homes. (laughs) It's so funny because like as a kid or a young adult or even like a mid-adult or whatever life stage you're in, sometimes you just crave just to be at home all day, but um, This has just showed us that it really stinks to be at home all day. I mean, there's only so many times you do your dishes. Only so many times you can sweep the floor. Only so many times you can do the bathrooms. Um, It gets kind of mundane. So my thing is I can't believe, you know, we all long for this like we long for nothing to do but then like too much of it is not really good so like I understand the necessity you know we have a, a virus named after a beer it's called the coronavirus, um, and it came from China yes I said it China it's a Chinese virus it's from China but I guess things got out of hand there um, you know who knows But now it's here, and it's running rampant. It's a serious thing. I don't want to make Lloyd of it for people who are compromised or even for people who are not compromised and may get it. Um, But we are ordered to not really be around people. In fact, they came up with this term called social distancing. I'm sorry. I just don't like that term. I don't know what it is about that term that just makes me want to, like, roll my eyes. I think there could have been a term where it's like, hey, you know what? Avoid contact with people. Avoid, you know, personal contact. You know, avoid big groups. And maybe, you know, personal space. But social distancing? It's just a weird term. I wonder if, like, I'm the only one who thinks it's such a weird, weird term it's just we it's weird like people are saying we're social distancing it's like we're distancing from people so we have that going on and then um, you know obviously for me and many others gym is bae gym is life gym is canceled he can't go lift weights he can't get shredded so I resulted to a program on my phone called running for weight loss and walking Um, I'll walk the days I don't run, but three days out of the week, I run and walk, and then I'll do a lower body push-ups and sit-ups kind of thing. I hate it, because I'm not going to have that summer body that I thought I was going to have this year, but it's all fake Oh, oh my gosh, totally off topic, but I'm not going to have my good old body this year, because it is thanks to a virus named after corona which is named after beer, which gives you the beer belly, which keeps you from going on the beach in the summer. So I'm basically, you know, I'm trying to exercise. So we can't go to the gym. You can get takeout. But it is the weirdest thing. No one is socializing. You can't go to church. Um, MBA is canceled. We, oh, golly. I am tired, too. Um, MBA? Baseball's delayed, and I'm pretty sure The Bachelorette may not happen this year. And, ooh, that's a good thing. If I really want to get serious with this podcast, you know, um, I guess what I would do for long term. So my idea, yeah, for a podcast is, can I steal you for a second? And that is the most famous line in The Bachelor Bachelorette and bachelor in paradise franchise can i steal you for a second okay so enough talk about the coronavirus i think i finally found the main subject of my podcast and i'm super excited about it so basically (laughs) how it works night one it is um you're all competing there's like 25 30 of you and one man or woman. So if it's the bachelor, one lucky man gets beautiful, 30 beautiful women. And if you're the bachelorette, one lucky lady gets gorgeous men for, for the most part. And then you gotta throw in for each party a few psychopaths and like you really get to see personalities unfold the first episode. And the most famous line is: can I steal you for a second? Or can I steal him for a second? So how it works is they'll be sitting, and you usually have one girl who is super, super forward and super aggressive, and she'll talk to him first, and then leave him alone, and then, whoa, five minutes later, here she comes around the corner. Can I steal him for a second? Can I steal you for a second? And then they'll talk. They'll have like a little, oh, I I just also wanted to tell you that my brother... He's my best friend. Something along those lines. They kind of get like, oh, and I'm so happy you are The Bachelor. So, um, along with that, they'll go out the way. And then, like, the poor girl who you know is going home night one, you always have them. Like, they're pretty, they're sweet, they're just not aggressive enough. I probably would identify with that girl. I'm not an aggressive pursuer. But the poor girl, you know, she'll be going home in, like, ten minutes. She finally gets to talk to him, and what do you know? Can I steal you for a second? Comes along and steals The Bachelor again. So it's like a really big line. The more people there are in the beginning of the series, the more you hear, Can I steal you for a second? Can I steal you for a second? Um, and, um, that's, that's what happens. Um... So I think that's like kind of the direction my podcast will go, Um, you know, navigating life through your early 30s um, and recapping The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and explaining this concept of can I steal you for a second? Um, And it's like The Bachelor is like a football game. You got your offensive girls, your defensive girls, and then you got your sidelines and You know typically your offensive girls you have one or two who are normal and will be in the final six then you have a a few that are psycho and they're gonna cause problems in the house throughout the season but they stay because they're needed because guess what in next week's episode she's gonna cause some drama and you just need to see what's gonna happen um you have your defensive girls they kind of lay low and then they rise up in the beat or the end. They're like the silent predators, which is defense. You don't see them coming at you. You know they're gonna knock you down and you're gonna fall in love. And then you have the sideline girls, um, and some of them will stay. They get like I guess the pity rose maybe. Not not the pity rose that sounds mean but they kind of they get to stay and you know you know they're probably not going to go far but then some of them go home night one and um and that's how it works um so a little rumor i've heard from on instagram i guess the bachelor might be streaming like some of the most popular seasons of the bachelor the bachelorette and bachelor in paradise um that's really fun and dandy and that definitely would <laughs> ease this quarantine for me. Um, but I am so anxious to go back to work. Um, and you know, daily encouragement can come from this. Like we really realize how much we take for granted for going to work and just being able to have a job and, um, not depend completely on the government. Um, Supposedly we were gonna get checks, but I'll believe it when I see. And not that I'm advocating for it, because I don't want to be 100% reliant on the government, because I don't think any good can come from it. But with that being said, like we really take for granted a handshake, or going outside, or going to the gym, and having a normal, consistent day-to-day routine. Um, you know, I think this quarantine can be good. I think it's a little bit easier if you have family with you, but it's hard for some of us who are completely by themselves um you know I think human interaction is just an amazing thing and I hope that this doesn't become our new norm for like years to come because I don't think it'd be a good thing like I think there's people can who can come together through this but I don't think it'd be a good thing for social distancing oh gosh um to be a norm and that is my big fear like that this will become something normal like we'll be so disconnected and I mean it's good to connect more with your family that's a positive that's going to come out of this but there are so many of us who don't have anyone like a lot of us are single we don't have a husband unfortunately we um may not get a chance to have kids and that's kind (coughs) of where I am um you know I'm more than likely just to due to me being 32 and um single there is a very high prob- probability I won't get to be a mom and you know that's okay I have made peace with it it's not going to happen but um, you know we just really take for granted just being able to have freedoms and I hope that this is somewhat interesting and maybe I'll learn how to make a good podcast this is all over the place so here's the real deal with Kim Cade. Good morning, um, United States of America. Um, It is day, oh golly, 9, 10, 11 of quarantine, what have you. Okay, so let's get to right now the real deal. It's about to become, can I steal you for a second? But the real deal right now is we're stuck at home um, with nothing to do. In the state of North Carolina, and that's another story for another podcast, How I Got Here. It involves the army, and ex-husband, and a whole divorce. <laughs> gotta have some humor into your day, right? So, um, state of North Carolina, kiddos are not going back to school till, drumroll please, May the 15th. Man, that's two months out of school. Two months they might as well not go back and they lost a quarter and a half of education yes they're getting some distance learning I think teachers are going to start doing virtual and hats off and mad props to teachers in North Carolina and across the United States. Y'all are the real deal and the MVPs right now, along with grocery store workers, um, fast food workers, pizza deliveries, healthcare workers, woot woot, and other essential personnel. Um, Y'all are the real MVP. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for keeping our country safe. And as always, me being the Patriot, I am thank you to our men and women who serve in our Coast Guard United States Marine Corps United States Army United States Air Force and the Navy you can sail the seven seas but no thank you so much for all essential personnel um DoD non-DoD um thank you thank you okay so back to the school so these little ones my big concern is for the kids who need the classroom to succeed. And, you know, y'all might say, well, why does a kid need a classroom to succeed? Well, we have so many different learning types and multiple intelligences. Um, I think of going from experience. Like, yeah, now that I'm a little older, I can do a college course online. But it depends on the course. But there are just some things I need to be in the classroom, and I need that teacher to break it down. Um, and I'm, my heart is just breaking for some of these kids who, you know, maybe their parents aren't the strongest at homeschooling, or, you know, maybe they're learning something through virtual learning, and they're not getting it. Um, oh, it's a necessity. Oh, golly, I can't talk. It's a necessity. Probably right now for them to stay home, um, but you know it's a it's a little disappointing. So like honestly, I don't know if it will happen, but more than likely they're going to be out for the rest of the year. Why not use this time of social distancing and count this as the summer break for the United States of America? Not for good, but. This is three months most likely they'll be out of um, education. So why not go to school, you know, June or maybe July, July till next June? Like, it's going to stink. Like, you're going to have a longer school year, but you're going to have to finish the end of this school year. And then maybe give them like a two-week reprieve and can just get back to life as normal in 2021 because and the funny thing is and I'm bouncing around maybe that's what you do with a podcast but uh, going back to our schools and our teachers and, you know, in a few years, Lord willing, I'll be a teacher or in the educational field in somehow, in some shape or form. Um, cause now that I am a free woman, I can pursue the things that I want to pursue. And, you know, I don't have to worry about someone telling me, Oh, you're not good at this. You're not good at that. I don't think you'd be, a-. but That's another day, another podcast. Um, And it might be a necessity, a necessary podcast to reach women and men who have been in that type of unhealthy marriage or relationship. And just, you know, be a little bit more transparent. Um, But, I mean, 2020 was supposed to be a good year. We were all looking forward to 2020. But then this corona... (laughs) virus from China um, comes on over. So, you know, things are done a little different. So, like, they may have to go to school for a long period of time because, like, yeah, they're going to get some distance education, but, like, is it really going to prepare them for the next school year for the next grade what about that little fourth grader who's a straggler and not that they're not smart but they're just someone who needs that extra time from the classroom what about that little kid who is excelling and they they need that or like what about the kid who you think isn't really applying himself but they actually are smarter because they're bored um it just, maybe, or maybe like a four to six week period of the summer where they're all in school to get caught up to make sure everyone's on the same page. And it's just because, like, I care about our schools. I care about our children so much. And, like, our teachers are, like I said, y'all real MVPs. But I'm concerned about these these kids. Like, yeah, you can learn. And there's some kids who can pick it on up. But, you know, maybe... Of month of instruction to recap of what they learned when they were distance learning um to make sure they're ready for the next grade to make sure they because like then too what if there is that kid who shouldn't be going to the next level shouldn't be going to the grade like I don't know I I, I me and this is just my opinion and this is a podcast so I can kind of say what I want free country um but this is a concern of mine. Like, I'm so thankful right now. I mean, I want to be a parent so bad. Y'all, you don't know how much I want a little baby and I want my little football player star and I want my little baseball player mommy's little quarterback. Hey! um, <laughs> But, like, I'd be, if I was a parent, like, and I'm good at educating. Like, I got to kind of practiced with it two weeks ago, and I don't understand the common core, but I broke down the math problem in a way that made sense, so I can make it make sense to the, um, child, but I'd be stressed if I were a parent, like, preparing my kid for the next level, and our education, you know, I don't like this common core, so my heart right now is breaking for our children, um, you know, like, my heart breaks for the senior who is going to not be able to walk at graduation and possibly get their diploma mailed to them. And it's a, it's a letdown. Like graduation is such a special thing. Granted you had me who I didn't want to leave high school because I loved my class. Um, I had a great group of kids and I had amazing teachers. It was a small school and I didn't want to go to college where they kind of don't care about you as much. Um, and that's not fully true, but you know, In your primary education, your elementary, middle school, and high school, you have teachers there, at least from what I experienced, and then I have several friends who are teachers. I met a few when I lived in Arkansas. Um, Great, great people, and really cared about their kids, so they invest in their kids. Like, some of them are coaches, and they develop those kids from a different point of view, but also in the classroom, too, so, like... It's it's a shock for me. I guess I cried. I was like, ah, I don't want to leave. Um, but it's just like that development, and that's um, you know, this and it's it's necessary. I get it. We have a virus from China attacking us. Um, so I feel bad for the schools. I feel bad for the kids. Life as we know it right now is not the same. Um, you know, I'm down at Coastal North Carolina. Um, it is a tourist town, and then the town, about 30 minutes above, has a little more economy. And that's, like, the school district I'm, Lord willing, hoping to get into. Um But a lot of it is locally owned, small business, food industry, and cute little shops. Like, and it's hurting, you know? Like, and it's not the same. People can't go to work. Um, I mean, they're doing... Curbside or like takeout to go, which is good. Um, y'all know me, I ain't relatively healthy, but I'm a little chunky right now. Ugh. But I'm gonna get back on it. I'm gonna go walk 45 minutes on the treadmill on an incline and do what I can with really, really light weights. Um, but I brought a carton of ice cream from a homemade ice cream place because that little bit of money why it's not a lot, and I don't have a lot, but It's going to, you know, support them in this time of need. So, things are shutting down. Life as we know it is not the same. Um, You have to learn how to create a schedule. Um, What else? And it's just people are worried about their next paycheck. I've had friends who I worked with at my last job. I think they're technically laid off. Um, It's really scary. And so, that brings me to my my rant um oh boy so i don't know anything really about this virus i've had heard theories that it was man-made and it was man-created and this was intentional i think that's a little far-fetched and then obviously they eat bats in china i mean bats Okay, China, you make some really dope food. I don't really like Chinese food because it's very greasy and very heavy on the carbs, but a lot of people like Chinese food. So, eat rice, eat your General Tso's, why y'all eating bats? Why? Why? why, why? Bats and snakes, talking to my daddy, and this is nothing against Chinese. They're hard-working people, great people, diligent, highly intelligent people. Um, But bats and snakes, my daddy calls me, or I call my daddy. And he's like, well, yeah, no wonder they're eating bats and snakes and cats and dogs. So, I mean, it's a cultural thing. It's probably a cultural thing that I am being ignorant. And for anyone who doesn't like my opinion and thinks that I'm wrong... I'm calling myself out. I'm being ignorant. It is probably a cultural thing that I don't understand. But I'm like, why would you want to eat a snake? Why would you want to eat a bat? So, okay. So, it comes from China. It probably came from the person who ate a bat. The thing I'm hearing is that they knew about this for a while. And they didn't tell anything about it. And then, everyone's getting on our president, Donald Trump. Um... And they're accusing him of being a racist. Hello, what else is new? Um, Because he's calling it the Chinese virus. And on the news thing, when he's talking back to that lady, he's like, because it comes from China. Chinese virus. China. So, and then there's a lot of things going around. Well, Chinese food is that racist? It's from China. Mexican food, then is that racist now? Can we not call it Mexican food? So it's it's I get it. It's a coronavirus, but it started. It originated in China. Chinese virus. Chinese people cannot give you this virus. They don't even want to give you this virus. They didn't even like want it themselves. And it's not that it's saying, ooh, it's bad because it's from China, but it originated in China. So we have that going on. Um, And, you know, China lied, people are dying. They knew about it. Not Chinese people, Chinese government, which is pretty, let's be frank, effed up. Like, it is. It's got a lot of issues. Um, And, you know, like, our government's not perfect either, but, like, I think... Higher people in there knew about it kind of didn't do anything about it and now it's spreading and the thing that president trump got mad about was they were blaming it on our united states american soldiers whoa hold up wish i had a cool sound effect for that um i'm an ex-military wife my ex-husband served in the army um my grandfather on my daddy's side world war ii army on my mama's side United States Marine Corps. They're bad at it. So is Army. But Marines are pretty bad at it. <sighs> You just got me a little fired up because you're blaming our troops who go into other countries and police and patrol and take care of other countries. Like, not only are they protecting our countries, but they're going in there in Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan, what have you. And they're, you know... Taking care of their are their people and trying to set things right so they can have a, a good government or a republic or whatever it is. Um, so you've just made my blood boil a little bit. Like hearing that, like whoa whoa whoa, our soldiers did not create this or cause this or spread it. Like, do you, you fall back, sir? Fall back. Um, so that got me a little mad. and like I'm opinionated. Most most of y'all know I am pro-life. Um, pro-woman, pro-child, I'm conservative. I'm with the unpopular party. Um, a lot of friends will delete me on Facebook, um, if I post something that they don't agree with. And it's cool to have a different opinion. I like the other opinion. Not that I support it. Give me your other opinion. Back it up with facts and I'll respect it. I can completely understand it. And I don't want to argue. I just, I want my opinion to be heard. I want to be heard and I want my opinions and values to be respected too, as well. Um, but... I've had some people who are the other side, like, um, completely, we can have a cool conversation and we can kind of come to a a meeting of the minds, real estate term, and then there's some people, they try to convince me that I'm wrong and that my way of thinking shouldn't be, and then they delete, delete, so it's like, okay, bye Felicia, see ya, like, I just think it's so silly that people delete, people on Facebook or Instagram over a differing of opinion like and then if someone doesn't agree with your opinion it, it's not your you don't need to convince me like I'm not gonna change my mind and you're not gonna change your mind so why can't we agree to disagree or if you don't like what I share scroll on down it's really really simple um and I have so many people who have different things. Like, I met a little old man with a raspberry beret at Starbucks. And we debated. We debated on God. He believes in God, but he doesn't believe God is all-powerful. And I said, uh 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 I was like, I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you, you know, just because God doesn't force us to love him doesn't mean he's not all-powerful. Would you rather be forced to love God and not choose it like is that the kind of person you want to serve and then coming from a perspective it's like I think I told him i like this little old man his name's Jack and he's really nice he's a professor so he's got some different views um but I told him like it's the same with a relationship do you want someone to forcefully love you and because you make them love you that's why they're loving you and I'm like the reason, you know, God doesn't stop all this evil is because he gives people a free will to either obey him because they love the Lord and they want to live with as Christ in them and or they choose to go about their own way. They choose to do the evil thing. They choose to to pick up that gun and and hurt people. Um so, getting back to my original ten, um so this could, get, this could offend people, and I do apologize, but let's get to our situation, our crisis. We have a virus. There is shelters in place in California and the Northeast and the Northwest. Um, a little more liberal in that area, but I don't think that's necessarily why it's happening. I think it is kind of for the good of the people. Now I think they're on lockdown. Um... What does this mean? And this is where I'm half and half. Like, yeah, we need to protect our life, but life also does need to go on. Um, we can't shut down a nation. We we can't. Um, I'm concerned about the virus. I don't want to see anyone get sick. I don't want anyone to lose a loved one. I'm lucky and blessed that my loved ones are healthy. I don't want to see that. But we've had tsunamis. There's earthquakes, there's been natural disasters where life is lost. And I think it's dangerous to think that we can save Like, And I I don't want to be so cold-hearted. And yes, you know, if you are a vulnerable person to this virus and you're more susceptible, by all means, you need to take precautions. You need to do what it is to protect yourself. I'm just saying, can we go this long? and continue to have a full economic country shutdown. I don't know. We're in crisis. People can't pay their bills. Um, People are stressing out over toilet paper. When I teach, you know, if I teach high school, of course, I'll be serious, but I joke, I don't call it the great 2020 toilet paper crisis. I mean, it is. It's... But... So we, we are in a financial crisis. Crisis is... What are we going to do for the American people? How are we going to keep the economy to a degree? And um, Congress, um, you know, wanted to pass out a stimulus bill to families who actually needed this. Um, And they want to give each American, kind of by pay tier and kind of what they need, money, a big check from the government, probably about 500 to 2,400 per, per person or per family, depending on, you know, where you're at. Um, so it was like, okay, it's going to go out April 1st or Trump won it them to April 1st. Like, wow. Um, you know, I'm not one that I want to bail out for the government, but this is pretty serious. Like, I don't want to be, I'm okay kind of right now, but I don't want to be in debt because of a virus because we can't go to work (laughs) and I I don't like not working Um, but so we have this this proposition it goes to congress to be um, voted well lo and behold Monday morning um, you know guess what it's not passed and you know who disapproved, disapproved it Democrats. And I'm not saying Democrats are bad. I just think the ones we've got in the House, a very select few, they're bad. They just, they're bad news. I don't like pissy Pelosi. Excuse my language, but that's what I call her. Um, Going back about a few weeks ago, Trump's State of the Union to the country, um, after all is said and done and he reads his speech, pissy Pelosi rips it up like a child. It's just, it's disrespectful. Like, rips it up, and in that moment, she makes it all about her. So, I truly believe she is an evil woman. I I don't like her. I don't respect her. There are some good Democrats. Um, There are some who can work together, and it was meant to be a bipartisan bill. So, I'm, this is what I'm shocked, where um, they wanted to reform it to fit their issues and this is so typical like i don't necessarily think this virus is political but it's getting political because it is an election an election year and they don't want trump in office um but so they're putting politics over the people their thing um so what the bill would have done it would have given up to 3,400 checks to struggling families of four So if you're single or it's just two, it might not be this, um, it would have provided liquidity to small business to pay rent and worker salaries. It would have supplied healthcare workers, whoa, with much needed medical supplies. So why did they kill it? Well, liberal logic, one-on-one, and I'm not saying Democrats are bad, um, but if you get offended, you get offended, um, to add wind and solar tax credits. <laughs> Whoa, I don't understand why we need that. Um to create full fuel emissions and regulations for airlines. Hold up. Okay, regulating an airline. Come on. You're gonna tell me we're gonna have like a regulated airline that if I need to fly to California I may be told I have to drive. No 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 no, I'm not doing it. Um to change our national voting system extend early voting (sighs) y'all i don't think the democrats really care for the people and i'm really scared what our country would look like under a bernie sanders leadership or a joe biden leadership or a pissy pelosi that would scare me like that that scares me um so i mean that's kind of you know remember this like kind of remember like do they really care about you or do they care about their um agenda like i think there is an agenda um you know this is a crisis thousands of people are being laid off and then there's people looking for jobs um like do you want people to get to the point where they can't get work and get and stay on top of things that they are relying on the government? I don't want that. I don't want my freedoms taken away. I don't want the government to tell me what I can do and give me a certain amount of money to live on and that's all I get. Like, no, I want to go and work money, work my butt off and earn 4500 a month or 3000 or whatever job I'm blessed to get or like whatever, you know, career I end up in, you know, like, I don't want to be reliant on the government, and I don't want to be in this place where there is so much control, um, so it's just, it's very interesting, um, you know, being quarantined, you have time to kind of research, and, you know, just seeing our government, and, you know, it's just... It's just different. I mean, we have things canceled, like the NBA, MLB, the Major League Baseball has been, um, you know, put on hold. I don't know if it's going to start. And then, like, football, thank God that starts in August. I think maybe we'll be able to watch that. And ding, 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 Tom Brady freaking left the Patriots. What the heck is Bill Belichick going to do? Like, that's weird. But um, I don't know. I think President Donald Trump is doing a good job. I think... um, he is doing things for the country, he genuinely cares, and it's kind of hard to see the other side, I don't, I don't think they care, um, I don't think they care at all, but, so being quarantined, I mean, it's just, I hope this does not become our new norm, I'm not saying it will. I think we'll get back to normal, but like, I'm a little nervous for this election year, I think it's good to be informed, um, And just, you know, how the Senate blocked a coronavirus relief bill for the second time and for the people. um, That's just, you know, just remember this when it comes to vote. Like, they don't represent the people. They represent these issues like global warming. I mean, I'm sorry, the earth is important, but things change. It's not going to be perfect. We have this... We're more populized. We're more urbanized. Like, yeah, there is pollution. I mean, we can do our part to take care of the earth, absolutely, and be good stewards. But, like, I'm not trying to be heartless, but global warming, like, we really don't care about the people. And this is coming from a man, Donald Trump. No one actually did listen to him. They said he didn't care about the virus. And maybe in the beginning he did downplay it, but maybe because he knows that what's spreading panic and how the media can cause chaos like this. Maybe that's what he wanted to do. Maybe he wanted to not get us all in a tizzy. I don't know, you know, like I think the media does a great job of that. Um, I've been in a tizzy. I've been extremely, extremely anxious um, over this. I'm really stressed too. Um, I'll get over it, like I'll deal. But I think we have a president who cares. And he, this has come also, and no one listened to him in the beginning. He wants tighter borders. He wanted to restrict stuff with China. And no one listened to him. No one took him serious. No one took him at his word. So, um, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I get it. I understand why some people are liberal and Democrat. I, I completely understand it but i also i don't think trump is the enemy i don't think he's this racist anti-american corrupt leader if anything like this is the first president who went to the march of life to protect the unborn this is the first president who um really cares about our servicemen and women our dod um personnel so that's my rant for today um You know, it's there's a lot going on with the quarantine. And I'm a very opinionated person. I may be wrong. I don't want to offend anyone. But this is my opinion. This is what I think. Um, You know, it's good to really not be taught what to think. It's really good to be taught how to think. Because when you're taught how to think, you're able to not be as controlled and brainwashed. And my thing is, if you don't stand for anything, if you don't stand for something you'll fall for anything. And I'd rather stand alone and be, have the unpopular opinion than stand with everyone else and, you know, have an opinion and be blinded and just be a sheep falling a corrupt leader blindly. Um, that's all I got for today. Um, in about a week or two, um, listen to your heart. Um, a bachelor franchise new show is going to start. I'll be covering that. Um, Also for my next episode, I think I'm going to cover the last few episodes of, um, pilot Peter, um, his season. I want to go over, um, kind of what happened with the whole Madison and golly, Barbara, I'm going to call it how to tame your bar because that woman was out of control. Um, and I'll share my opinion about that from all sides. So, um, have a great Tuesday. Um, be blessed. Um, and yeah. Enjoy being quarantined. All right, good afternoon, United States of America. Here it's Kimberly Cade with episode three of The Real Deal. So, the reason I came up with the name The Real Deal is because I like to tell the real deal of what is going on <laughs> I may be wrong but I may be right so it's been a while um since I last talked um, it was when we were getting to the thick of the coronavirus. Um, bless my heart but so the state of North Carolina where I reside um, back towards the end of March decided to do a one-month shutdown oh good lord um, so we've been stuck inside our houses or um, you can't do anything um, so they started that March 30th at 5pm um, so businesses shut down people can't get their hairs done can't get your nails did Um well, it's a big deal so you know everyone's been stuck in their houses kids are stuck at home I'm seeing videos of like homeschool gone good or homeschool gone bad," and you're basically you're stuck inside. Um, if you are single and by yourself, this is the worst time to be alone, unless you're an introvert, um, because I have many introverted friends who just, you know at their welcomingness. They like that they're just like, "Yes. I don't have to see people. Yes, I've prepared my whole life for this. And then you have your extroverts like me. Whenever I go for my walk, I see a person and I'm like, "People, people, people, people." <laughs> and I'm like a puppy dog because I want to go and talk. And I'm supposed to do 5 to 6 miles in the morning and then, you know, same thing at night. I never get it done because I am so people deprived that I just talk to everybody. So, you've got a lot of things going on. Um but social distancing you're socially isolated you're stuck inside I mean you can go outside but you can't really go much of anywhere so this is the new norm so we've been in this for three weeks um and you know I think a lot of us are going crazy fortunately um I have found ways to stay busy I started doing yard work and mulching yards and weeding um offering services to go mow um because being a prior homeowner i've learned to do yard work um me and my um you know ex um aka the devil nah he's not the devil that's a little mean um we we prided ourselves in having a green yard three years ago so we did all that fun stuff but it i did it it kept me busy um trying to run, walking more so than running because of all the intense exercise I've been doing, my left hip is very tight, so I can't run as much as I would like. But, so there's been things to to do. Um, trying to keep myself busy. However, um, you know, I think this shutdown is definitely... Um, i struggled with it. Um, you know, this is real talk. This is the real deal. So I'm going to be straight up with all y'all. Um, i struggled. Like, I think it was about a week and a half or two weeks into it. Like, I think I was crying every day. Um, and I don't want to be ignorant and I don't want to be rude because I think there's some people who are affected more by the virus than I am right now. And, you know, I am not making it light of those people, but I think my fears were... Um, the economy that was the big one will i ever get a good job will i get a good paying job will i ever be successful will we be in a great depression worse than the one 100 years ago like and i guess um i shared my thoughts on facebook um because our president donald trump said you know i think this is we need to go back to work he had a goal for easter obviously that did not happen um because he said, I think more people are going to lose life other than the virus. And I shared that concern because it's something that's a concern I have. Like, I think that is a very real thing. Because if you think about it, someone starts a business and then they lose it. Like, that's their livelihood. And what if they took a um, an equity loan on their house or a second mortgage or refinanced it? Then they might be SOL. So, it's not the answer, but I can understand why people... Would do it. So I got called selfish by several people and defriended on Facebook. Ooh, petty Facebook. Um, (laughs) But I got defriended. I got called selfish for wanting to go back to work. Um, And someone said, Suck it up. Millions of other people are without jobs. Whoa. So we're in a time where we all have opinions and we all want our voices to be heard. Um, I wasn't minimizing the virus, but maybe it was a little selfish of me because I'm in a position where I have no choice but to think of me because you know I'm a single 31 year old woman kind of restarting her life at square one like I've had security for six years actually even when I was with my parents before getting married and this is the first time that it's like holy crap like this is scary like I don't have anyone looking out for me like And I guess I got people said, Oh, the government will take care of you. Uh, I don't want the government to take care of me. No, 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 no. So I guess I was called being selfish for advocating for myself. And I mean, I'm not trying to minimize this virus, but you know, I guess for me, I don't want to live in a Great Depression, I don't want to be damned to make seven fifty dollars to $10 to $12 an hour the rest of my life like I want to be successful I want to live in a country where there are jobs and I want to be prosperous so I guess I didn't agree with the shutdown I didn't I mean I agreed with the whole if you're sick you go quarantine yourself but the whole thing is we're quarantining healthy people like people who are healthy and everyone's like shut down shut down shut down shut down And I think, like, the whole big picture is, like, I get it, but you shut down an economy and there's no jobs, then how do you get medicine? How do you pay for things? Like, and that's why I think it's so hard for me to understand. Like, I want to understand how people are so being stuck at home or stuck inside or save your lives outside. Stay inside. Save lives. And, I mean, I get it. Um, But if you don't have money if there's no economy you know not only are you gonna have people who can't get over coronavirus and treat coronavirus but you're gonna have a whole other mess of problems so i mean i think that's like where my thing my thing was coming from i think that was my concern so going back to my real vulnerability here i don't like being vulnerable it scares me i don't like to feel like i'm exposed or um that i'm i don't like to feel like i'm weak but so I think I cried, like, for a week and a half straight, just feeling so anxious, just feeling so worried, um, and I think the loneliness really got to me, um, you know, I have been almost completely alone for almost, um, I mean, I've had roommates, but basically I've been doing life on my own for two years, you know, like, the person who I thought was the love of my life, you know. I'll be honest, like he says he didn't and there's going to be some people who disagree. But yeah, he abandoned me. He left me. So, A, I have to worry about getting a job. B, I'm worried about our economy. Um, And then C, it's like I'm by myself and I've been doing life by myself. So, I think it was just like a one thing after the other. And I'll be honest, I don't like being by myself. Um, It does not come natural to me. So... I had a lot of cries Um, so that's just like me being real saying this is this quarantine or whatever this is it's not been easy Um, I see so many people saying oh if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill or if you don't get your ish together you know you just wasted three or two months of your life are oh this is a time to reflect oh the people stayed inside and they learned how to paint and they spend time with their families it's like it's all cute and grand but like there's like a lot of us in America who don't have anyone so like why it's good for some of you like you know there's some of us who are by ourselves and like who are itching to go back to work and we're called selfish for wanting that so like, that human interaction. I got told by someone, and I know they meant it in goodwill, but, like, I was being so selfless by being by myself, and then I was just doing a great act of love. Yeah, that's great for other people, but, like, maybe I'm tired of being always thinking about others, and not in a selfish, non-Christian way, but, like, maybe, you know, it's okay that I'm upset, but it's, like, I hate when people... I hate when people glamorize living alone and like going through life and being independent as like selfless and like bad a there's nothing bad a about it okay like it's lonely you're by yourself um so yeah that's quarantine um and there are so many different thoughts on it um you know there was a week I didn't watch no tv for eight days because I just couldn't watch the news um because there's just too much bad news. Too, too much, oh, this needs to stay shut down. And then, oh, this can go on till 2022. Um, so the real deal is, and then it's such a very unpopular opinion because I do believe this virus is real. Um, where it originated from, I have my own ideas on that and I don't want to go down a too far rabbit hill or rabbit trail or the, the bunny hole. um. <laughs> But I just think about it, like I understand why being inside and social distancing is okay. But like I think about how easy it was for them to say, This is for your good, listen to us, um, to get us in the house. And it's so easy how we all listened. Um, and you know, there was a man in Germany back in the 1920s and 30s who did this fear of propaganda saying it was for your good and you know he came to power. I don't think the United States would ever have like a Nazi Germany regime, which I pray to God not. I I pray that we are always the land of the free, um one nation under God. Um but it's just kind of weird that they got us completely under their control. Um and you know, I mean, I could get backlash for saying this. I could I could lose a lot of friends. I could be I could be completely wrong, but it it seems like with this whole quarantine, I feel like I've lost rights. you know, I can't go to the beach um, there's a thing that i I dislike this term so much a non essential an essential job um hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought every job that put food on the table was considered essential, but now we have this thing as like non essential essential so I don't like that. Um, I don't like that we are fighting over toilet paper. Um, And I don't like that. It's like you can't go visit anyone. Like, It it just feels so, so restrictive. Um, I I don't agree with it. I do not... um, I don't agree. I agree with the cautions. I agree, you know, if you have a job where you can work from home, we should do it. And I, I think jobs are trying to do that. But I think... I don't know, I think this is just too... It's too extreme. Um, And I don't know, I took a virology... I had a virology section in um, infectious diseases and microbiology. Um, Virus typically runs their course. And I guess my common sense would tell me if you were stuck inside, isn't that going to make your immune system not as strong? Like you're going to be hit with all sorts of things like I don't know it's the, the herd immunity like I'm I'm for it um obviously if you are compromised or you feel you are vulnerable vul- I can't say vulnerable really good vulnerable whatever I can't talk <laughs> um deal with it um but you should stay inside like if you are old you should stay ins- inside and we should be taking precautions to um you know, take care of our elderly folks or immune compromised or people who are more susceptible, susceptible, susceptible. Okay. I got it. Fourth time's a charm. Um, but you know, is the cure really working? Like, I guess my thing is like, we're, we're hiding from a disease. Like we're losing our economy. We're at a very high unemployment rate, People, There's like 22 million claims for unemployment in the course of five weeks or six. Like five. Five weeks, not six. Um, that's not good. Um, that's not... That's not good. Um, so, and this is all over a virus. It's not like our economy crashed and we had a stock market fall. It's over a virus. And it's just we're being told that being inside is for our good, um, I don't know, there is part of me that wonders, is there a bigger picture going on here, um, is there something that we don't, we don't know, um, so the cool thing is, um, we have gotten to see the, um, second amendment, or no, not the second amendment, our first amendment rights be displayed though, so this is a horrible time in history, um, but it's also a time where you're seeing what our constitution is. You were seeing people go and protest. The people have had enough here in North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and probably elsewhere. I was so surprised to see on Fox News people in California were protesting because California is a state I would not want to live in, um, just because they've got some, but a lot of it's very rural. Um, it's just you got L.A., San Fran, and you know all those cities. Uh, But they're protesting North Carolina. They went down to Raleigh last Tuesday, and they're protesting. They want to go back to work. The people have had enough. They see we can't go here, can't do this, can't do this. Things are blocked off at Walmart. You can only get the essentials. So it's very, it's a little ridiculous. Like, okay, your kids are home. They can't go anywhere. They can't even play with their friends, and they can't go get a new toy. Like that's, that's where it's a little, that's extreme. Um, that's for, like I said, it's very controlled and the people we've had enough. We want to go back to work. So there's been protesters, the police in Raleigh say you're breaking the stay at home order. One woman got arrested. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would go and protest. I mean, I think I'm a little bit of a sissy, but they're heroes to me. I mean, they're, they're expressing their, their right to speak. And it's a constitution versus the government. And I, I, I feel like with the government, it's like a power thing. Maybe they think they're doing what is right because they're, fear, they're scared and it's a fear-based decision. But it's sometimes when people get a little bit of taste of power, they abuse it. Um, so, like, I don't want to be all Jesus on y'all. But we really need to pray for people in office this coming election year. Because um, I don't want to be in a state where I can't do anything. If North Carolina comes to that, I'm going down to Texas, okay? Texas first, United States second. That's how they roll down there. Um, Or I'll go to a state where there is more, like, freedom. Um, But there's been protesters, and it's really cool to see that because that's your First Amendment right. You have the freedom of speech to do that, and we want to go back to work. It's not good for men and women to not be at home doing nothing. It's not good for people to be idle, um you know it's this is just not a good thing but we have so much resistance um or maybe maybe we're resistant of the stay-at-home order but it's like people are snitching on people for leaving the house talking to their friend oh if you do this you'll get a reward it's like what what have we like come to is this like a nanny state like we went to war a long time ago in 1776 well that's when we got our independence but we did the revolutionary war because we got away from stuff like this and the fact that churches are closed okay so this is all over the place because I need to learn how to speak I need to go back to speaking class I need to take another speech class I need to learn how to write papers again I'm going back to college y'all I'm going to get my edumacation <laughs> okay So, but I was going somewhere with that. But like, shoot. I was going somewhere with that, I promise, and now I completely forget. Um, dang it. There was a point. I had a point. Um, oh yes, Kentucky Church. There it comes back. Um, a church service was held outside in Kentucky. They sit in their car, they did drive-in service, I guess, you know. They want to go see people. I don't blame them. I would want to go to church and be with my pastor during this too. That's what you do in times of crisis. Um, <laughs> so they get in trouble. They get their license plate written up, and then if you know then they have to do a fourteen quarantine because of that. like this is like so ridiculous. I'm sorry why Why can't people go to a church in a car and social distance that way and listen to this beat preacher? speak on over the loudspeaker or microphone or what have you why why are church why are mosque (laughs) why are mosques allowed to be open i i just i'm just saying why i i feel like there's a big picture going on here and part of me wonders is this also an attack on christianity like look y'all i'm a born-again christian i will not hide it i love jesus a lot of my posts on facebook have been controversial because i am pro-life i believe life begins the second the little egg and the little fish (laughs) meet each other (laughs) and that's because i'm keeping it really g okay um but that's when life begins okay so of all things churches you can't can't, but you can go to liquor store because alcoholics they need to have their booze, because God forbid they go through withdrawal. Well, what happens if go through withdrawal is how they're gonna get better i I mean tough cookie alcohol stores they're they're essential, but Jesus is a non essential yo the big guy died for your sins at the cross and conquered death so <laughs> that's like another thing there, I feel like there's a bigger picture, and I'm very opinionated and this will probably not be a popular podcast. Um, but it's it's just there's a lot more going on than what we're being told. And I really kind of believe the coronavirus was created in the lab. Um, you know, I I don't like the World Health Organization. I, I think we shouldn't trust China. They're not the people are good. Their government is corrupt. Like, it's a communist state. Why why they they're no good. They're very controlling. So their people are oppressed. Like do we really want to be oppressed over here in the United States of America? Heck to the no. Um so I just wonder like is this an attack on America? Was this an act of terror? Are we going to go to war with China? Um we would win. I would hope. I would hope we would win. Because you know, I don't want to be in a communist country. I don't want China to take control. But I don't think the government of China likes this very much. And I like that Donald Trump is tough on them. He is tough on Trump. Or he's tough on China. And, um, and, you know, I think he will hold them accountable. I think us pulling away from the World Health Organization and stop funding them. I think that's a great thing. I think we need to put America first. So what does that look like? Um, Having products made in America. Having jobs brought back to America. Taking care of our homeless veterans. You know, a veteran dies every 22 seconds (laughs) due to suicide. um, Wow, that's pretty bad. So the ones who sign up, and go over there and have seen so many stuff in combat that we can't even imagine they come back and they're like okay good luck they're all they're homeless you know some can transition out of the military well and have successful jobs some come back and they do still have post-traumatic stress but they get the help but there are some that slip through the crack cracks and they're homeless but yet come on over illegals come on over you get the free stuff you get this we'll take care of you oh sorry joe you you saw a bomb you saw your buddy die but yeah you got to figure out yourself yeah we need to stop that we need to put our people first come over to america if you want but do it legally if you don't want to be legal, pay taxes chip into health care that's just the way it is so you know products jobs people first america we need to stop being the police and we need to get our country on track and i think we need to be out of the un and the world health organization and just stick to ours like we don't need any of that stuff um so and it's just like i don't want to buy anything from china now like forget them i don't want to be part of and they're population control and they eat bats come on like there's just a lot going on and you know the i'm so thankful that for the man in office I'm so thankful we have a businessman in office and not a a career politician who just is like, oh, oh, what do I do? Oh, 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 let me be clear. Let me be clear. Oh, well, uh, change. hope, and yes, we can. Come on. Okay. Cool that it was the first black president. I can respect that. I think that is a good thing. But I'm glad we have a president in office who has a pair who does things for the country, does things, and he is doing this for free. He genuinely cares that much about America that he wants to do this job. So, and he cares. He goes, he supports our veterans, he supports our military, and he supports life. Um, So I'm glad we have Donald Trump in office, and I think he is doing a tremendous job, and he will have my vote Um, November even if I didn't get those Trump bucks because he's a good good president Um, and I can only imagine the amount of pressure he's under now and then this whole thing was distracted because of the impeachment from you know nervous Nancy and crying Chuck like they're they're desperate and like not all Democrats are bad but like they are so (laughs) Democrats 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 do nothing Democrats some are good i have some people who are democrats who are nice and amazing but then there are some that are just i i i can't understand the ideals the far left i i don't understand it i don't understand why we would want a universal health care or why we want like all these things because where is it going to come from right like where where does it come from it's going to come from my pocket and my tax dollars and my parents' Social Security and retirement. Heck no. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. And I I don't want health care where I can't be seen right away because there's not enough people. Like, no. I like the healthcare that we have in place. And, yes, it's very sad that some people can't afford it. Um, it is sad. I think there's other ways that we can do it. Um. But is it because they can't afford it? Because they don't want a job? I don't know. Um, there's a lot of gray areas. But I'm probably done ranting and raving. This probably doesn't make sense. I still don't know when my true podcast is gonna start. You know? Can I steal you for a second? Talking about the Bachelor, Bachelorette because who knows when when the bachelorette is going to start filming i'm dying here y'all okay i'm excited for this season because claire i'm not a big fan of her but i'll watch it because i'm loyal to the franchise just as i'm loyal to football (laughs) um but claire's 38 in the past we've had a young bachelor and then we get these young girls that are 22 and they're obnoxious and I can't handle it. And they're just, they're not ready for marriage. They're 21, 22, 23. And there's so much drama and so much this. Um, so we have a mature bachelor. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to the men in the 30s. I'm looking forward to these older men. Because <laughs> listen, y'all, I have been legally single for six months but basically single for two years if I cannot find a decent man or a decent man doesn't come to me I'll go on the bachelor (laughs) and I'm hoping it's an older bachelor because I don't want to date younger than me I that's just one thing I cannot do I cannot date any like maybe the youngest I'll go is one year but I can't date someone who's not in their 30s like I can't date someone in their 20s that's a little too it's very young Um, I, I would prefer someone a little bit older. And also, (laughs) listen, I don't want to get ugly before he does. He's got to get ugly before I do. So I can't date someone younger. So, but my thing is if I can't meet someone or like the right person just isn't here, I'll go on The Bachelor. I mean, why not? I could do it. And then like worst case scenario, like, it wouldn't be my motive because I could meet the dude and really fall in love with him, and he could be my person. But I could be the bachelorette, and then I could give out the roses. And then I could say, Shane, can I steal you for a second? Or, hey, Brad, I want to give you my first impression rose. Or I could go find them ugly guys who sneak on there for bad intentions and be like, boy, bye. Um, You know, probably most of them will be psycho because you only get, like, five or six out of the bunch of 30 men that are legit. But I think my next episode, I'm just gonna talk about the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. I'm such a fan of the show and there are so many cool people that have come out of that franchise. Um, Like my favorite season was Sean Lowe. He was there for the right reasons. when he went to the fantasy suite, he did not sleep with them. His intent was to get to know them better without sex. And I think that's amazing. Like, he was my favorite bat and he was a beefcake. Okay, let's let's just be real here. He was gorgeous. Um, worst bachelor. Um, probably Juan Pablo the year after Sean. Um he was just like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay, it's okay. I thought Ari was the worst, but Ari made a like redemption because um he's super I don't know I I think Ari's situation I think they should have never televised him breaking up with Becca I think that was the producer thing looking for drama but my favorite bachelorette will always be um Alabama Hannah that is my favorite one I can relate to her um because I'm a hot mess too she calls herself the hot mess express I call myself Jesus's little hot mess and the whole thing is like you know she was being shamed by Luke Parker um for her choices and you know not saying I'm think you should go around and sleep with every Tom and Harry or whatever um or what have you But the fact is, she told a man, hey, you're not going to shame me, you're not going to make me feel bad, and Jesus does still love me. Um, So she put Luke P. in his place. Um, That was a good season. And she was just funny and real, and I think that's, like, what makes a good bachelorette. Um, So, I am really looking for I mean if Claire season happens I am really looking forward to this though season because it's gonna be good I don't know what it is <sighs> but I'm gonna go you know what I'm gonna stop this episode and I'm gonna go into another one and I'm going to create can I sue you for a second and I'm gonna talk about Peter Weber season we'll be back right hey what's up um so let's get down to what i originally wanted to intend this podcast for um so the title of my new channel um it may say the real deal and i can you know alternate between that is can i steal you for a second or can i steal you for a sec um, in better terms. Mm, Can I steal them for a sec? Uh, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to recap episodes of the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise, possibly a little Bachelor in Paradise with, um, that happens this year, which I don't think it will. Um, so I'm going to, you know, recap the episode, talk about fan favorites, talk about villains, and talk about the famous line, "Can I steal you for a sec?" Cuz it just sends everybody over the edge when that happens. Um so I'm a big bachelor fan. Um that is the basic white girl in me and i've been watching it for a good seven years now um it has definitely evolved and um there are lots of lots of um what do you call people who do podcasts um recap it even a lot of people who have been on the franchise itself so what it is is in the winter january you have one devastatingly handsome man and 30 beautiful women and over the course of several weeks they go on group dates one-on-ones and he is there to find the love of his life um and then he'll start narrowing them down narrowing them down they get this fabulous connection and you know he gets to the final four and then he goes to their hometown and they meet the family then the final three go to some beautiful exotic place and they do the fantasy suite, fantasy suite dates. And you know, they might get a little, little fun in there or they might just talk. Um, I mean, we don't really know what goes on in fantasy suite week. I mean, we have an idea, but everyone's different. Everyone has different morals. Um, and then you get down to the final two and then he will send one home and she'll be devastated. And the other one is his wife, whoa. And then in the spring, it's the same thing with The Bachelorette. And, man, okay, um, some of those guys are, woo, handsome. I like watching The Bachelorette because it's like you got 30 men and you're like, ooh, like if she doesn't like him, I'll take him. Like, he's cute. Um, So great show. I mean, probably a little staged, um, but great entertainment. So... um, What it, what we're going to do is I'm, my intent is to, you know, talk about it, recap it, summarize it, um, joke about it. Um, cause there is a lot of, a lot of funny things that go on in the bachelor, bachelorette, um, you know, franchise. It's a, it's a good, it's good entertainment. So a few weeks ago we got done watching Peter's season, um, pilot Peter, um, <clears throat> bless my heart um pilot peter was from alabama hannah season he was this gorgeous pilot very sweet alabama hannah is very emotional like myself a lot to handle like myself big personality like myself lots of fun like myself i mean i think i'm fun um pilot peter could handle that pilot peter was my pick for Alabama Hannah. I wanted her to pick him from day one. He was sweet. He was a pilot. He looked good in a uniform. And he was just emotionally available. Which would have been good for her. Um, but so we are at the, the Rose. And it's after Fantasy Suite week. And you know Crazy Luke comes back. And she finally gets him out. And then um, she has three left. Tyler um Tyler say Jed and Jed with the head and Pilot Pete um and sad sad story she sends the one who's perfect for her home um and she ends up picking big head Jed um so Pilot Pete was announced the bachelor and I was so so excited um For him to be the bachelor um because he's devastatingly handsome that's i just think he is gorgeous um i mean so he has his um has his season um the girls though from day one uh, i'm so excited for this season and i had my friend elizabeth watch it with me the first time and you know it got her excited and we had fun i was disappointed with the girls in his season um from day one. Like they were very young and very eh, so I'm like, oh Lord, what do we have going on this season? Um so I was like, well we're still gonna watch it, but it was just very oh man. It was a very interesting interesting season for sure. Um you had girls crying over bottles of champagne, girls crying over this, girls this From week one and then you had kicker of all kickers a girl named Victoria F I'm sure she is a nice girl but she was very pretty and she played this I'm very insecure oh oh I'm very shy I'm very insecure and she's probably one of the most beautiful ones on the show I personally did not find her attractive Um, I think she was pretty but I didn't think she was devastatingly gorgeous Um, I thought Madison Pruitt, um, the 23-year-old from Alabama, um, who had very high standards and was very classy. I thought she was the most beautiful one. And she was low-key. Like, she didn't have any drama until later in the episode, all because of her morals. But this girl, Victoria, was very, she acted very insecure um, the whole time. And um, we get to her first date with her. And the singer, they go to a cute little amusement park. It's cute, cute, cute. Um, They get to the concert, and her ex boyfriend is the one singing at the concert. Girlfriend has gone on a date with Chase Rice. Of course, um, you know, producers probably threw that in for a little fun because it's, you know, let's create the drama. But this girl's obviously gotten around. Um, So she reveals that to um you know Peter they have a little squabble and then they're okay um and she's just throughout the season very dramatic and then they'll have their dates and she won't communicate with him. He'll be like tell me, tell me. Oh, I don't know. And it's like he must like the drama or the passion because he just continues to um we reward, reward it like he rewards the the drama like it's a reward and she's the chase like um emotionally not all there um so there's that that's the type of woman they had and then you know um I don't know it was just a very dramatic season you had a girl yelled another girl for crying and it was just not the best season so I mean there's not much to talk about it um it's just, it was a little bit of a letdown. So, you get to the end and you have your final four. Actually, final three. Victoria, Madison, and Hannah Ann. Did not like Hannah Ann at first, but Hannah Ann did grow on me. Um, so, um, but um, they get to Australia and it's fantasy sweet week. Madison, the week before, has told Peter, "She's like, hey, this is my morals. I am waiting till I am married to be intimate with anyone." And I commend her. I I think that is a beautiful thing that you can gift the man you marry. I think that is just so precious, and um, you know, it's a gift. It's amazing for someone of her age to be that mature and just be, "Hey, this is who I am. This is my standard." Um, and she said, if if he did sleep with anyone, she let him know before like I would have a hard time with it. It would be hard for me to know that you've been intimate with two other women before proposing to me. Um, and I mean, you go on The Bachelor, obviously that does happen. But I I commend her for voicing that because let's let's think about it. So you're one of the final three, and it's fantasy suite. Wait boom, he goes in the fantasy suite with you, next day, another one, next day, another one, and then he proposes to you, it's like, he slept possibly with all three of you, maybe one of you, or two others of you, and then you're, you're accepting a proposal, proposal from someone who was very intimate with, I mean, intimate in the most intimate way you could be with someone, um, the night before, I kind of understand, I get where she's coming from, absolutely, um, because I don't know if I would accept a proposal from someone who had sex with someone, (laughs) I mean, the night before with another, with my competitor or, um, another person that he was, you know, in love with, um, so I, I, that was her standard, like, I, I don't know if I'd be okay with having a proposal, and they're, Um, I guess people saw it Victoria F our drama queen said that's disgusting Uh, and people thought it was an ultimatum Um, I don't think it was so they get there Um, she finds out that he was intimate and then she you know leaves the date Um, it was hard for her the next day they're going to go visit Peter's family cuz they are in Australia so the girls can meet. Oh, no, he sends Victoria F home. Madison does show up at the the row ceremony. It's hard for her. Um I when it comes down to it, I think when that happened um she was upset and I think the fact Peter he heard her before that week and he heard her Sander but, you know, he still, you know, I guess he he still did it or did what he wanted to and they let's be honest, they're probably on two different um pages of what they want. But I think that was the most easiest relationship for our pilot Peter because Madison was the one with the least amount of drama. Um so they're gonna go meet the family, they talk, and then they go in and um the day before Hannah Ann's there and Barbara just loves Hannah Ann um but mind you in the beginning of the season Barbara met Madison because she was the first one-on-one who went to Barbara and Peter Sr.'s wedding vow renewal um so that's uh, whatever they meet Madison it doesn't go well and Barb is just so astonished that this girl would not have sex with her son like how dare you not sleep with my son And Peter, you like to drink and you like to party. Are you sure she's the one for you? It goes well. Madison gives her thing. Well, it doesn't really go well. But Madison stands her ground. And that's like afterwards, you know, when she leaves. That's when Barb is like, you like to party. You like sex. You like to drink. That's not the girl for you. Whoa, 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 whoa. If I was a mom and I had a 20, almost 29-year-old son who was still partying, like, and banging every girl, I kind of would want a girl that would mellow, mellow him out or like had those standards I would want him to be with someone that would make him want to be a better man for her and vice versa um because I kind of think when you're in your late 20s and early 30s you're a little old to be partying right like isn't that when you want to settle down with a family and like have babies I mean I'm 31 divorced and I want to (laughs) I I don't think I'll be able to have kids anymore because you know I'm old um but me well I'll be old if I ever get married again um but I mean most people my age I want a baby so like I can imagine just like ra- I'd rather be at home on a Friday night with my husband and my kids than i like partying and drinking and <laughs> acting dumb at my I don't know so I don't know Barb's crazy um Madison Peter Um, You know, they go on their date in Uluru or whatever, Australia, Northern Territory. Um, And Madison says, I got to go. Like, this is not right. We are not compatible. And as much as we love each other, sometimes love doesn't always work. Um, Peter's devastated. I'm devastated because I I like them together. But I kind of, you know, his family just was like, you're a party boy. She's a good Jesus girl, a good Christian girl. It doesn't work. Um, so he chooses Hannah Ann. Um, and then, you know, he breaks up with Hannah Ann off air. Of course, the producers like to see that. Um, and then Madison comes back. It's the final rose. And, like, Barb. Oh, my goodness. Barb in the audience. She is giving death glares to Madison. And just she's not happy. And, you know, obviously Madison and Peter did not last. They were too different. But... That's kind of how it was just the, it was the worst season, and now our pilot Peter is single um, and after watching his season, I was so smitten by him, but I don't know if I would want that because like he's a man who proposed to the second best and then breaks her heart, and then like he's a man who the one woman he really loves said hey i don't i don't I would feel uncomfortable if you were intimate with two women, and then you wanted me, so he just wanted to get his rocks off and he broke someone's heart. So it's like, I like you, Peter, but you're still too much of a playboy. So he probably wasn't the best pick for The Bachelor. Um, I mean, I still like him. I don't want to slander his name. I feel bad. But he's a playboy. He's a pilot. Let's be real, ladies. Most men in uniform are players. And they are playboys. And they like to get what they want. And they know that uniform makes them look good. And they know that you like that. The way they look in the uniform, so they use it to their advantage. Not all, but let's let's just be real. <laughs> let's just be real here. Um, so um, that was not the best um, ending at all. I was just, you know, so smitten. But Peter, Pete, Pilot Pete, like I don't even think I would want to date someone like that. I don't. And good on Madison for standing up for her views because. Barbara Peter's mom was throwing some major shade okay like she was not nice at all she made it difficult for that poor girl um so a little recap and then um it was an interesting season um listen to your heart is on now but I, I tried watching 15 minutes and I couldn't get into it it's not the same um and I'm just hopelessly hopefully hopelessly I don't know I'm waiting for the bachelorette to start filming because I really I this is like the time where I'm excited (laughs) and it usually starts in two to three weeks but you know the corona has wreaked havoc as we know it hey if like our economy goes down the tank that might Peter might be the last bachelor ever yay Peter but, all right, I'm going to wrap this up until next time when I can get something that's going on. Maybe I'll watch another season and I'll discuss it. Um, that's it for Can I Steal You for a Sec? Um, and get ready. If we ever get to watch the Bachelor or Bachelorette franchise, that happens in the first three or four episodes during the cocktail party. So, Can I Steal You for a Sec? And... Hey, you know, maybe one day I'll be y'all's bachelorette. (laughs) Bring it down to Southern North Carolina. Let's get us on the map. All right, I'm out. Have a great day. Let's get America working again. And let's get TV rolling again so I can watch my trashy reality TV. All righty.